1: You're going to wait. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like, you even let it go longer that time, but the second I started to. Hello and welcome, everybody, to another episode of the After Buzz podcast. My name is Nico Adjimian, your host of The After Buzz. And, of course, with me is Buzz Adams. Hello. Hello, Buzz. Hello. It is Tuesday, February 13th. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Tomorrow's you're, Valentine's. Day. You're kind of a Cajun.
0: I was born in I was born in New Orleans. I I don't think that makes you a Cajun. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. What about Cajun adjacent? Yeah, I guess. So. Cajun. I mean, I only lived there for like two years, and that was at an orphanage. Uh, do you not? Do you Do you relate to the city at all? Do you rec- Do you? I. You know, I was a Saints fan growing up because I was I just knew I was born in New Orleans. And you've been there. I've been there, yeah. You like it? They, you know, there are really, really lovely parts of New Orleans. I've never seen them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean like the uh, Bourbon District? And- no, no, no. That yeah, I've never been there when it wasn't just hell on earth. Chaos. People I mean, walking, th- drunk. The odor of every human bodily fluid combined.
1: Yeah that is a thing. I've I, I first of all I've never been to New Orleans. Would love to go someday. Mm. But I hear that the odor oh, from man. the street is a pretty common It's and it's just on, it's not just on Bourbon Street. It's kind of like there's there's kind
0: of a smell in the entire city. Mm. But it's very historic, it's a very old city. A food it culture was, uh, supposedly oh, sure. amazing food yeah. culture. Uh-huh. And yeah, they M- do have great the food.
1: music culture. Could you hear music everywhere, everywhere you went? Everywhere you went. I mean, especially downtown. Down on Bourbon Street. How many sure. buskers are there out there?
0: Uh, not you know, not as many as you see in New York, for instance, or Vegas.
1: Oh, okay. That's a good comparison. Uh, so my show right now is NCIS New Orleans, uh-huh. and uh, they show all the local scene, all the flavor. Uh, the, even a little things about New Orleans that I didn't know. For example, the residents do not call it NOLA, and they hate people who do. NOLAns. It's NOLAns. NOLAns. Yeah. Yeah. But you go, Nola. we're Like what? No, who calls it Nola? Well, New Orleans. I mean, that is kind of the you know, okay abbreviation yeah, for it. I've never heard anybody in in New Orleans call it that. Uh, no, uh, 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 yeah, the food. But see, the thing that makes me really like it is because they talk about the food on the show a lot. Mm-hmm. Just like everywhere they go, the food looks good, the mu- and the music too. If I if I like jazz music, would that be a good place? Sure. Plenty of blues. jazz, blues, Zydeco.
0: What's that? Zydeco is, you know, it definitely has accordion. Uh, it is a, uh, a Cajun slash Creole form of music that is, once. I mean, once you know what it is, it's very recognizable when you hear Zydeco.
1: Oh, okay. Well, let's get into the topics for today. Uh, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about. One would be this, (laughs) uh, Natalie Wood story. Oh my God! You've been, you've been peppering me with questions off
0: air all day about Robert Wagner and Natalie Wood, and then when I told you the the the, the fact that Christopher Walken plays into it somehow, that that seemed to really blow your mind.
1: No, so I had heard about the Natalie Wood thing. It's a pretty famous celebrity uh, mystery and Mm -hmm. death. Her death. There was also a very crude sixth
0: grade joke that was going around when Natalie Wood died. Oh, what's the joke? I mean, I said it was very crude. Do yeah. you expect me to tell it now? Yes, I do. What kind of wood doesn't float?
1: <laughs> 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 <It's>, <laughs> you know, I'm not proud of that. At all. No? Okay. Mm. Well, one of the reasons I'm really interested is because uh, her husband or ex-husband at the, uh, Robert Wagner Yeah. I'm a huge fan. They were fan. married at the time. I'm a huge fan. And I, because he played number two in Austin Powers? Well, he played number two in Austin Powers, and he plays Tony Dinozo, Michael Weatherly's father, on NCIS. On Bull? On NCIS. No. Weirdly enough, do you know some some crazy uh, coincidence? They look so similar to each other. Like, they could play father and son, Michael Weatherly and and uh, Richard Wagner. Yeah, oh, okay. To the point where... In the early two thousands or the late nineties, mm-hmm. um, r- who's the director Bl- Blagonovich? Uh, Peter Bogdanovich. Peter Bogdanovich <laughs> did a what? <laughs>
0: Blagonovich? It's, it's the same. It's like you can come. Can, can
1: you? Can Rob. Rod Bl- gl- <laughs> Peter P- Peter Bogdanovich. <laughs> he did. He did a biopic about. Uh, uh what's uh, Natalie Woods and uh Michael Weatherly played Richard Wagner. A I young love, Richard I Wagner. I believe we're talking about Robert Wagner. God Richard damn it. Wagner is the
0: right of the Valkyries.
1: <laughs> okay I'm and so sorry. He pronounces his name Va- Michael Weatherly, Weatherly played a young Robert Wagner. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Wagner was cast as his father in NCIS OK, that's how much they do look like. So a uh, big, big fan. And then today I saw in the news that uh, one of his former co-stars from the TV show Heart uh, Heart to Heart. Uh, probably Stephanie Powers. Yes, Stephanie Powers. Uh, they had a reunion. He's 94 now. Robert Wagner. He is? Yes. Huh? So then I'm starting to read some more about him. And then I when read get to the thing about the boat. I didn't know he was married to Nally Wood. Uh, all I knew was he was Denozo's dad <laughs> and he was number two. So then I read the whole thing about Nally Wood. Who does, does
0: number two, two work for
1: And then the other guy's like, oh <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, show that turd who's boss? <laughs> <laughs> I I love stories of old Hollywood. You know, this the golden that all I think this was like eighties. No, no, you're right. But uh, their their time in Hollywood kind of intersects with old Hollywood and new Hollywood and she was a starlet or a star, her uh-huh. star in her own right uh-huh. um, she was attached to v- tons of different uh, leading men if you look at the Wikipedia for Natalie Wood there is a paragraph of the men she dated like like six inches
0: the men were six inches? No, the paragraph. Oh, okay. And then you start to read
1: about her life. I heard and she dated Elvis. Was he on the list? Warren Beatty, yeah. Elvis. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody. Peter Sellers, uh, just everybody. So then I start reading about her life. Sounds like she has a terrible upbringing. Her mom was one of those stage moms. Her mom was from... Uh, uh, imperial Russia before the revolution. Her parents—I mean, she was a little girl—but then they moved to the United States, and it was like a real show mom to the point, like pushed to, her stage, to push it, her into yeah. it to the point where, and, it, her, and her sister, and her sister Lana, Lana yeah. to the point where, to, to Lana played Plenty O'Toole in Diamonds to, Are Forever, and I, I have know. a story about that. Yeah. Okay, but her mom would crush butterflies on set in front of tiny four-year-old, five-year-old Nally would to make her cry on cue or command. Just to show you the kind of just monster this mom seems uh, to be. Okay. Um, crush butterflies to get her to cry. Uh, it, when uh, Natalie was 15, um, her mom orchestrated the breakup of her high school sweetheart in her because she was afraid of her getting pregnant. And then when she was an uh, actress, when Nollywood was an actress and she started dating, her mom was afraid that she was dating too many men so she introduced her to Robert Wagner, mm-hmm. who Natalie Wood adored since she was a child Okay So it's a very tragic upbringing. So then I read about the death Right? Yep. She is with Robert Wagner Christopher Walken and the boat captain. The boat on. captain. Hmm. And they're yachting.
0: They're they're on the yacht, but my understanding was they were they were moored.
1: They yes. weren't out of the open sea. Right. Right. So uh according to all reports, Robert Wagner wakes up, says he can't find uh Natalie Wood. Uh her body's discovered uh in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Floating Deceased or And deceased The uh, the autopsy showed her blood alcohol was uh, 0.14 So mm-hmm. she was very intoxicated But she also had bruises uh, all around her arms and, uh, and abrasions on her face They, they were, uh, you know,
0: like moored at a pier There were boats close enough where some of the people on the other boats said We heard a woman scream Scream
1: for help mm. Also, a dinghy From the boat, from the yacht, was found beached somewhere nearby. Okay. Well, the uh, uh, medical coroner for Los Angeles ruled an accidental death by drowning and saying she probably tried to get into the dinghy and drunk and fell. Yeah, slipped into the water. Right. Well— I, I everybody had, I had heard that she
0: had a lifelong fear of drowning, deathly like she, fear death of drowning, ding- right?
1: And water. She would, and her everybody would say she never would have gotten into a dinghy at night by herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the captain uh, initially reported saying he heard an argument between Robert Wagner and Nally Wood. Yeah, that's right. And. In his autobiography or memoir, he acknowledge he does say he did have an argument with the This it is why this
0: story came back a few years ago after like forty years.
1: In two thousand twelve, uh-huh, really? it was reopened.
0: Yeah. And Dennis Davern yes, the, is captain. the boat captain. And he was a, a young guy uh at this time. But apparently he was he partied with him on the boat. So right. he was drinking uh, along with the the rest of them. And he, I think. Changed his story and said that he now believes or, or believed all along that Robert Wagner killed her. Had something to do
1: with it. How could Christopher Walken not know what happened? He has to know. He
0: turned in, I thought. I thought Christopher Walken turned in. Turn in for also, the night. Okay. Also, uh, Walken was there because he was starring in this movie called Brainstorm.
1: Uh, yes, with, with Natalie, Natalie Wood.
0: Wood. And there, I don't know. I've heard some... Uh, speculation that maybe Bob Wagner was jealous of Christopher
1: Walken. Yes, and that he had been a jealous man, Robert Wagner, throughout their relationship. That's supposedly those that the, mm-hmm. the, the claim. Uh, yes, it was reopened, and her the co- her cause of death has now been changed officially uh, from dr- from accidental drowning to drowning and other undetermined, undetermined factors. factors. Mm. Isn't that kind of interesting? Well, I mean, if
0: whatever happened, if Robert Wagner's now ninety four, I mean, he kind of got away with I it. I know. To do with
1: okay, it. now let's talk about her sister Lana. Yeah, who was also Plenty an actor. O'Toole. Plenty of Tool. Uh in Diamonds Are Forever. Lana Wood was playing Plenty O'Toole, and that was uh, that was a that was a Connery, right? Yes, Sean Connery. There named was, an, after your father, I there was another Bond girl in the movie mm-hmm. named uh, Tiffany Case, okay. played by Jill St. John.
0: Uh, Jill St. John. Was, wasn't was she married to Robert Wagner she at one marries,
1: point? She still married to him, and she married him after the Natalie Wooden.
0: Yeah, but I thought Jill St. John and Robert Wagner w- went back. To like the '60s or '50s. Well, they they had known Known each other other since
1: '59. Okay, they were contract players for '69. (laughs) Probably (laughs) that too, Uh, but they got married right after the Natalie Wood death. Uh, When you say right after '82, so so a year after, a year. Yeah. Okay. Um, she was on. uh, She was in Diamonds Are Forever with Lana Wood. Yeah, okay,
0: but they probably weren't in a scene together. Lana, Lana Wood oh. only had that scene at the at the
1: casino, and then uh, Bond discovers they her body. Were both way. dating Sean Connery at the time? Okay, guess. And they have had a bitter rivalry ever since. Ladies, stop fighting, <laughs> please. There's enough Bond it- to go around. There's enough Shawnee to go around for everyone. <laughs> okay, in the late 90s, they had a Bond girl reunion photo shoot for Vanity Fair. Now, uh, Lana Wood, or, or Jill St. Stein refused to... Jill St. John? Uh, Jill St. John refused to be in the photo shoot with Lana Wood. Okay. In, well,
0: she was, I mean, Lana Wood wasn't really a Bond girl. She She's considered a Bond girl. Yeah, but she just interacts with Bond... She gets a
1: plenty of tool name. I mean, come on. She gets a name. I mean, that's
0: something. You're right.
1: In 2016, at some type of fundraiser or gala that Jill St. John and Robert Wagner were hosting, Mm -hmm. Lana Wood attended and starts to berate Robert Wagner about her sister, about the Mm reopened case.
0: So, this has happened since 2012 when the case got reopened?
1: This was in 2016, eight years ago, barely.
0: Was it a fundraiser at a bingo hall for elderly <laughs> people? Uh,
1: and I guess, you know, the final weird detail that was released was um, for a long time, Natalie Wood had told a story about being raped by a very prominent leading man. In Natalie Valley. did or Lana? Natalie. Okay. And she might have even said it in her, uh, you know, I, I don't even remember where exactly she said it, but for a long time. She had uh, had this story about being raped by a leading Hollywood man, but wouldn't, but would wouldn't not name when she name. was sixteen. They met at the Hotel Charmant, Char-
0: Char- uh, the famous one in L.A. Yes, Shot the, uh, God, I don't
1: remember. Marmont Chateau yeah. Marmont, and uh, that the rape lasted for hours, and that it really messed her up for the rest of her life. I know. I'm, I'm, I know this may not sound relevant right now. Lana would said that she knew who it was and had, uh, Natalie had divulged it for and would not divulge the name until her memoir, autobiography in the late 90s came out. Who Lana's? Lana's. She said, Natalie accused Kirk Douglas of being the one to rape her.
0: Okay. Well, it just, to me... You know, Kirk Douglas was briefly... A suspect in the Black Dahlia
1: murder? No. (laughs) I mean, it just goes to me to show that uh, people are human beings, but also just how much these women were traded around and really looked at as commodities by the men in Hollywood, which I'm sure is not news to anybody who knows about casting couches and, you know kind of that kind of corruption that has has been going on
0: oh and think about especially in, in if you're talking about the 50s or, or 60s when yeah. this happened the very first question you the police would ask your your if you went to a psychiatrist your own mother what were you doing what, al- you do? what yeah. were you doing in a man's room by yourself it, by being alone with a man you were asking for whatever happened that was kind of like the default if you're alone position. with a dude something can happen yeah. to you i i think that's probably how bill cosby got away with it for as long as he did it's like well, why did you go to his hotel room
1: right yeah anyways so yeah interesting uh, worm i i went uh, rabbit hole or wormhole i went down and now I can't watch NCIS with the Robert <laughs> Wagner the same way. It's kind of ruined it for me, like a little bit, like a little mm. bit, a little bit. Okay, I had another topic I wanted to oh, bring up today too. All right, boy. Yeah, this one's chock full. Can't wait. Um, we recently talked about Indiana Jones on the show.
0: Okay. And specifically the scene that kind of gave you the heebie-jeebies.
1: Yeah, about there's, how
0: old Marion Ravenwood? Yeah, speaking must have
1: of been. all this, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marion Ravenwood accuses Indy. I was just a child, Indy, and he goes, "You know what you were doing. You knew what you were doing." And apparently, whatever it was that they were doing had caused the falling out with him and his mentor. Now,
0: now that could have been. I mean. If you don't read too much, it could have been a it. kiss.
1: It could have been she could have been
0: eighteen, and Indiana no, oh, could have yeah, been yeah, right. thirty. But, didn't but you I say, think I read something somewhere in the notes for the script. Maybe George Lucas. There was something that I remember reading that it, it, she was definitely a teenager, and he was a a man in his twenties when they had their affair.
1: Right, and but, it, so it, and it made me look at uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark differently that time too. Also because I think he slaps her. Or just kind of a... No, Indy doesn't slap Marion. He doesn't uh, Anyways. No. That's not what I wanted to talk about. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to talk about the real-life myths behind each one of the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, Okay. Now, number one uh, was Raiders of the Lost Ark, so it's the Lost Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, Uh, also the Staff of Ra. That's not a real thing.
0: Well, but they had to find the headpiece oh, no, no, to the I know. Center. I'm
1: I'm saying the the things that were oh, based on were, real
0: Oh, I see. You want to
1: talk about the, the real the arc myth. of the covenant. Right. The real yeah. myths behind Probably it. Probably did not
0: contain vengeful ghost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know for sure. We don't know. I'm no archaeologist. Now do you what what do you know about the Ark uh, of
0: the Covenant? It was carrying the tablets that Moses brought down. From the mountain where he got the Ten Commandments and it was kept in the Holy, what's called the Holy of Holies. And only the, you know, the chief priests were allowed to even be in the same room room. with it because it would, you know, something bad would happen to you. If you you looked at it, right? Yeah. And it was during uh, one of the times that uh, the Israelites were conquered, it was, it was taken and hauled off and has been missing I guess ever since.
1: So I guess during their wanderings in the desert they even kept the the ark everywhere they went. They would just Yeah. And I guess that's why it has to, has to have handles like they show in the <laughs> right. in the movie. You got to carry it around. It's made of gold. It's uh, the, the
0: the the design with the two angels wings touching that's described in the Old Testament, kind of the dimensions of it and what yeah. it kind of looked like.
1: Is, and I think I've read before that's actually a Babylonian symbolism those two Uh,
0: But there were many cultures that were existing side by side. It's not surprising that certain aspects...
1: No, no. They say directly Judaism cribbed from Babylonian uh, beliefs, like mm, the flood myth. I mean, just so many different things. Well, its last known location was the the first temple in Jerusalem. And when the Babylonians conquered, they destroyed the temple in 587 BCE. Nobody knows. But the theories say that it was probably taken to a location like Ethiopia. Oh. But there's no conclusive evidence. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Let's get back to that. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Holy Grail.
0: Wait, wait, wait. You're not going to do... I am. You coming are, back. We're, you're coming back. We're coming back.
1: We're coming back. Indiana- I want to hear
0: about the Sankara Stones.
1: All right, hold on. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the Holy Grail. Uh, the cup I that, that Jesus used. Yeah, is, you know. Right? That. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The uh, crystal skulls and Akator. So these are real. Yes, and they were almost almost
0: certainly made in the 19th century, by, probably in Europe by German craftsmen,
1: and then just attributed and to then pre-Columbian. Attributed to
0: oh, look, they were able to do this thousands of years ago. Yes, must be aliens or whatever, but they were uh, pretty definitively identified as having been made in the in the 1800s.
1: Uh, yes, correct. But you know all these little elements like the secret lost city like could be Atlantis or El Dorado. I mean that's not even a new idea of having a lost city. Well, because didn't they have in the movie the Acator? Acator was this lost city where they had the the crystal skulls. I'm trying to
0: remember. I, I it was so of, bad. I've, I, I've spent I really a, tried not to. I spent 15 years trying to forget Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Remember they had to go into like a grave system mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and then it turned out it was aliens, I think.
1: And yeah. <laughs> Uh I'm reading back on the Holy Grail one. Who was Joseph of Arimathea?
0: Joseph of Arimathea was believed to have uh paid for the tomb of Jesus. He was a he was oh. a wealthy Jew. Uh Not and- a Christian yet i guess well they were all you know all the early christians were jews right considered themselves jewish so a member of, in good standing in the jewish community supposedly there's some myth that says that he was the one he offered to carry uh the cross for jesus when jesus couldn't couldn't bear the weight anymore and supposedly A lot of the different things, you know, like splinters from the true cross and things like this. Joseph of Arimathea gets brought
1: up as the collector or the whoever saved this stuff. Interesting. You know, the Shroud of Tura and all that stuff. All right, let's get to Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Really, the mythos in here is something I had never heard about before. Now, the Sankara Stones are a complete... Uh, fabrication F- Fabrication Yeah there is no basis for that But The Thugi cult
0: Oh yeah Where we get the word
1: Thug And from
0: that word We get Thug life, yeah. There will be no thug life without without the the thuggy. thuggy. I too have heard the legends of the thuggy. They did of unspeakable things.
1: They kind of did, okay. Uh, They were murderers and cutthroats and. So, do you know about them? Oh yeah, sure. You read about this later. Uh, they don't really explain it in the movie
0: i say, yeah, at some point, I, I'd read There was read probably some, some uh,
1: History Channel documentary. Pos- no, it was school, I'm sure. Okay, so it's a blend of historical and cinematic fiction for the movie, but... The real Thuggy... Do you
0: know what they call that like that dining scene where they bring out like the chilled, chilled monkey, bra- monkey brains? Chilled monkey brains. I've heard that referred to as one of the most racist scenes in recent. Indians movies. are like, come on, dude. We don't no. We, <laughs> we don't eat chilled monkey
1: brains. We eat them hot and fresh.
0: <laughs> we fry them.
1: <laughs> so they were a secret society that operated in India for hundreds of years, possibly since the 13th century, and they were known for their Ritualistic murders and robberies along India's trade routes. And they were,
0: the sacrifice was to the god Kali. Kali. Oh Kalema. Oh Kalema. <laughs> oh Kalema. Oh Kalema.
1: And uh, like you said, Buzz, the, the term thug originates from the Hindi word thag, meaning deceiver or swindler, yeah. which is where the English term thug derives from. Okay. As you said, the thuggy or thuggy were believed to worship the Hindu goddess Kali, the goddess of... Death. Death and destruction. Though this association is often debated among historians for its accuracy, and many have been exaggerated by British colonial accounts. Yeah. And this I, is something that's sure interesting. They, I'm,
0: I'm sure they were into it for criminal purposes, for, you know, robbing and murdering. And, and
1: right. Things. The god thing's kind of on yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah. They're... Uh, there, their mo was re- uh, regularly to involve befriending travelers along trade routes, gaining their trust, and then strangling them from behind with a, a handkerchief known or a noose known as a rumal, followed by the burial of the bodies. Uh, there's a scene in Temple of the
0: Doom, uh Temple of Doom, where somebody is hiding in Indy's room and starts strangling him from behind. Mm-hmm. You remember?
1: Yeah, that's a. Good, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, this method of operation allowed them to kill without shedding blood. And that was important because of the shedding of blood was believed to be an affront to Kali. All right. Seems like Kali had some Yeah, you're making yeah, some, uh, some odd choices of differentiation. I want
0: you to kill these people, no blood though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is what I kind of found interesting and actually am not the most surprised by. The British colonial administration in India, because as you might remember, Britain really mm-hmm. owned the world the at East, some point, point, and especially India, uh, under the leadership of William Sleeman, which sounds even bad, mm-hmm. in the 1830s, undertook a major campaign to suppress the Thugie, resulting in a number of arrests of many alleged members and the creation of a legal framework specifically to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Now, the campaign was actually part of a larger effort to impose law and order by the British and their cultural values on Indians. And it's actually been argued that the British portrayed the Thugi even more sensationally just to justify their colonial rule.
0: You know, that tracks. That tracks. (laughs) For sure. That
1: sounds exactly like something they would do. Do you remember ah, the British dead. Army
0: is really the heroes at the end? They're having that fight <laughs> yeah, on the bridge, and then they show up, and they're shooting the, the Indians. I,
1: I got to tell you, <laughs> Temple of Doom is not my, well, on the top of my list between all three. Temple of Doom is third
0: on my list, but there are some things I definitely just and love about it. That whole barroom scene when—, when uh, were they wearing tuxedos and stuff yeah, at the beginning? Yeah, they're wearing tuxedos and— Indy cuts down the gong and as it rolls, he's running behind it while they're shooting machine guns. And then he's out the window and he lands in the car where Short Round is waiting for him. <laughs> <laughs> all... And then the airplane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and they take the raft and somehow the raft serves as a anti gravitational parachute of some kind.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah. You know, I might want, I might need to re. Rewatch Temple just to give it its its fair due.
0: <laughs> oh, and Dial of Destiny don't even so. Anyway, it turns out, spoiler, it's the Antikythera mechanism, which is not just by itself. The Antikythera mechanism, which was found uh, in, in anti- a shipwreck, in Antikythera,
1: the, uh, it's a little off the little off an I, island I, by the Greek. Gr- right, so Greek they found
0: islands. this thing that is. People are like, huh. This looks like really complicated innards. Like, it has gears and gear. stuff, and like, it, it's amazing enough that it's metal. I think, it, it, yeah, it was, but they think they they believe it might have been used as some kind of astronomical measuring device. Mm-hmm. In in this, stupid, they figured it out. It's a time machine in the stupid movie. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, it's a time machine, and they actually go back to the time of.
1: Of anti- the, when it was yeah, use, yeah uh, it, that's yeah, so dumb. Yeah. The actual story is re- way more interesting. It might have been created by Archimedes, and yeah,
0: that's it. They go back and and Indie meets. Archimedes. Ugh. I know it sounds like something I'm pulling out of my ass but that is literally what they made the plot of the last Indiana Jones movie
1: about. You know what was nice about the the first three? They really follow the serial style of the early the actual early 30 comics that the Indiana Jones was based off of, right? Like the plots from those. They weren't I mean they were fantasy, but it wasn't aliens or why why does aliens and time travel to me just not fit in with a You had ghosts coming out of the Holy, out of of the Ark of the Covenant. Right. I mean, there were some fantastical elements. But what makes time travel and aliens just seem like, ugh, even worse? Because you ran out of all the other shit, I guess. Yeah, you could have done something. What about with Stonehenge? What about with, there's so many other things out there you could have done. Well, you know,
0: there's a whole series called The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. You could always go and check those out. Have you ever seen that? Was it a TV show? Yeah. On TBS or TNN? No, it was, I think, I don't know what it was on, but it had Indiana, Young Indiana Jones crossing paths with all kinds of real life characters like Nikola Tesla.
1: (laughs) I saw this. You've seen this show? Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's, it's. It's like the Vish. young Sheldon of
0: the uh, Indiana Jones universe. 1992 to 1993. Yeah. Sean Patrick Flannery. F- f- yeah. uh, Flaherty. Flannery? Flannery? Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah.
1: Played Indy. I guess maybe a TV show would be better for a serial like that, but... Sean Patrick Flannery. There you go. He was in...
0: I believe he was in Boondock Saints. Oh,
1: yeah. And he he
0: played Powder. <laughs> Hey, since we were talking about ancient Roman things that people aren't exactly sure what they are, have you ever heard, and I usually don't add a topic of my own. The Roman dodecahedron, yeah. Have you heard of the Roman dodecahedron? Yeah. So Dodecahedron it, has 12 sides, Okay. I so it, they find these things, and they have little nodules or knobs on the end of them, and they all look very similar, and they don't have any idea.
1: What, what they would have been used there for? There was
0: nothing ever written down as to what oh, that's these things were for. It's a small hollow object cast into a dodec, a twelve-sided
1: do, shape, a dodecahedron.
0: Yeah. So they have n- the purpose. No, no mention of these things, and and they found dozens of them uh, across the row. And some of the theories are that it was a tool used for. Uh, weaving. Oh, okay. Uh, like part of a loom? Yeah, like part, or, part part of a loom or whatever. Okay. Or maybe it was just a decoration for whatever reason, but it looks Probably very not specific.
1: because those shapes, what you're talking about, the dodecahedron, uh, the, the name dodecahedron is actually Greek, I believe. Uh-huh. And the reason is because look up, do you know about the platonic solids? No. Look up platonic solids.
0: So, uh, Plato... You know what a plato- platonic solid sounds like when I hear it? It's a favor, but it doesn't involve sex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, I need you to do me a platonic solid. You're so dumb.
0: <laughs> so, you, you learn about five these... five geometric solids whose faces are all identical. Y-
1: okay. y- you learn you learn this in geometry or in um, math mm-hmm. class, but at the time in Greece, where they invented kind of geometry, where it was a big deal... Uh, And part of Plato Is they really idealized shapes Like And uh, Plato's They're called platonic Is because they mean Perfect Yeah They're the perfect shapes The The platonic ideal Of what a Chair looks uh, like Or a pyramid Or a six That's what it looks like Okay And uh, The the dodecahedron I believe Is one of the Platonic solids Uh, In In Greece There was a cult To mathematics The cult of Pythagoras Mm Hmm And they would worship geometry and math as much as any god.
0: Well, that's kind of how the uh, the Freemasons got started. I'm not saying they would worship it, but they definitely thought of God as the prime architect of the universe. And a lot of their stuff, you know, a lot of their symbology has to do with... Measurements and You know that would make sense Architecture I mean, and th- Really
1: like it that. started off as just Guilds trying to protect each other Masons getting together And be like Let's protect our masonry secrets And I guess masons Or people who built shit Would idealize things On how they're built Eventually yeah, yeah. Like using py- And they use pyramids In a lot of their Symbolism mm-hmm.
0: Yeah that Makes sense
1: I just know that they drive
0: These funny little cars around In parades <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're talking about the, the masons. no you're talking about the the other the, ones the, the shriners the shriners the shriners are masons i mean not really wait a
0: minute hold on we'll settle this
1: they're once and for all they're they're of the same type of club
0: arch Shriners ah. masons all Shriners are Masons, but, but not, not all Masons, masons are, are Shriners. Shriner. So it's so like it's, a sect. You have to be a a a, a Freemason to, to be in, in the Shriners.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Have you ever tried? You know, one of these things. <sighs> no, I I mean it's it, all it's it, a, it's like a frat. You just it, go and hang out, and you just like donate shit. I, I
0: I mean, is anybody under the age of 130 a member of one of these things? in 2024. I mean, it just seemed like something that even when I was a kid, older guys were into this. Yeah. But once you
1: see a guy with like a ring that had the, and you'd be like, how do you get that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's really interesting about uh, the, the the Roman uh, dodecahedron that you mentioned. Cause I don't know why they would put balls on the end of it. Well, to me, it looks like it might have held a candle or why is it hollow? Like, uh, it could have been a spool device for knitting
0: or making gloves or other garments. Some people speculate that it was a part of a child's toy and the rest of it was made out of wood, so this was the only thing that survived to the modern age. I would love they to just, know. Right, this this to
1: is know. a huge thing that I would love to ask. That's n- number two on my list of things that I could ask. God, if you got the chance to ask yeah. God, it would be one would be... What happened
0: to John JonBenet Ramsey?
1: <laughs> 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 on that note, next AfterBuzz, we're talking about John JonBenet Ramsey. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you never know. Thanks for listening to the AfterBuzz, folks. Don't forget to listen to the Buzz Adams Morning Show Monday through Fridays on KLAQ 95.5, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And don't forget, you can find the AfterBuzz podcast wherever you're listening to it now. However you're doing it now, keep doing that. Keep doing that. Like, subscribe, hit the button. I don't think we even have a button. I don't even yes. know. All right. Talk to you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call.